So now is the time to be intent to sit and develop our minds to be peaceful and collected. This mind, this jitta, is an element of nature that knows all uh, sense impressions. The mind that does not yet have wisdom has uh, upadana attachment, has clinging with uh, the various objects that arise and specifically with the qualities of pleasant, uh, unpleasant, and neither pleasant nor unpleasant. And this is known as vedana or feeling tone. And this vedana arises both in the body and the mind. And when vedana arises, then upadana also uh, follows along after attachment. And we attach to these, uh, the Vedana as me, as mine, as an I. Whether it's uh, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, when the mind attaches to these three types of Vedana as mine. So in terms of bodily sensations, we can have uh, feelings of cold, feelings of hot, feelings of softness, feelings of hardness. And these can be uh, pleasurable or uh, painful or neutral in their feeling tone. And the mind then clings to these feelings. The mind that has wisdom, that has wisdom that's arisen, then there's no need for suffering to arise with regard to these uh, phenomena because the suffering has a cause, dukkha has a cause, which is uh, avijja, not knowing, which leads to upadana and clinging in the heart. So we've been born into this life, born as humans, and we can practice to make our hearts also be human. For the humans that have been born into the human body, there are many, many uh, individuals who have been born into a human body. However, for the heart to be human, this is something in the realm of Dhamma. So once one is born, then contemplate uh, that this birth as a human, this is something that's arisen out of uh, merit, out of goodness that one has done, out of parami, spiritual uh, cultivation that one has previously done in order to have a human body. Because having this human body, if one then practices, one is capable of seeing the truth, seeing the Dhamma and developing one's heart to be a Deva, heavenly being, an angel, or a Brahma, a God as well. And this is something that uh, is possible that one can do. And one can also uh, develop the heart to see the Four Noble Truths that the Buddha taught if one's parami is sufficient and one's parami is ready. So we've all been born as humans already and this is something good and praiseworthy. And something even better is to have a heart that is human because this heart mind is the leader, it is the forerunner of all things, all things uh, arise in the heart. 
So one practices and cultivates the heart in order to have dhamma, to have good qualities such as sila, virtue. Uh, the dhamma of sila in the heart this is something of immense value. And on the other hand, one can see that individuals with a human body uh, can have a heart that is very dark. And a heart that is dark leads one to a unfortunate or woeful rebirth or woeful existence, such as that of an asura, a jealous god, or a preta, hungry ghost, or an animal, or a hell being. And these are states that arise in the heart first. These woeful states arise in the heart first. So one cultivates the heart and practices in order to make the heart uh, be at a higher level. And one can cultivate the heart to be at the level of an angel, a deva, or a human, and then an angel or a deva, and then uh, if one cultivates the five jhanic factors to the level of jhana, these factors of applied thought, sustained thought, rapture, uh, pleasure, and equanimity, or one-pointedness of mind, sorry, then one can realize the state of a Brahma god. One's heart is imbued with the five moral precepts and the for Brahma Viharas of loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. And this uh, samadhi, this state of jhana, is able to control the heart and uh, you know, keep a watch over the heart and suppress the defilements, but it's not yet uh, wisdom. So these uh, ascetics or yogis in the Buddha's time all the way up until the present day are able to realize these states of concentration called jhanas. And these states of concentration are capable of controlling and suppressing the defilements, the kilesas. We can compare it to putting a stone on top of grass. The growth of the grass is suppressed by the weight of the stone. However, lifting the stone, then the grass can grow again. This is samadhi uh, controlling the kilesas. And the Lord Buddha taught vipassana, the practice of clear seeing, seeing to see vedana, feeling clearly, to see pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, to see them all clearly. And we can ask ourselves, where is this feeling of pleasure? all the feelings of pleasure that one has experienced in the past, whether a little pleasure or a lot, uh, where is it now? It arose in the past, it fell away and uh, vanished in the past, and where is it now? It arose in the heart, whether it's a feeling of pleasure, pain, or neutral, all these feelings arise and then pass away in the heart. They're not always there, they're not there consistently, they come and go. And this is because these feelings arise dependent on a cause. And once the cause uh, fades away, then the feeling tone also fades away, disappears. 
And we see that these three types of feeling, they're just feeling, they're just pleasure, pain, and neutral. It's not a me, not a mine, not a self. So seeing this clearly, one does not cling to these three types of feeling and the heart realizes emptiness. One sees the Four Noble Truths, the heart is empty, and we see that all materiality and mentality, there's really nothing there at all. This is seeing the Dhamma. And for, for us now, we have not yet seen this truth clearly. We've not yet seen the Dhamma. So given this, we should all cultivate our spiritual virtues, do generosity, cultivate mindfulness, uh, cultivate collectedness of mind, and have effort. Uh, cultivate one's mind, do the meditation practice, uh, cultivate sila, and do one's uh, practice, and this arouses uh, strength of mind. And then when the mindfulness is continuous, this will lead to the arising of wisdom. And this wisdom is able to, to see clearly into the truth. So in one's livelihood or in one's uh, work, one studies and practices and learns <coughs> about one's livelihood in order to do it well. So in the same way, one should have effort in the cultivation of the heart. One must uh, cultivate the heart, study the heart, and have mindfulness to watch over and take care of the heart know uh, sense impressions as they arise, know them, know them in time, and see all these feelings of pain, pleasure, and neutral. See them all as impermanent, stressful, and ownerless. Have mindfulness, keep a watch over the mind in this way. And when one has the opportunity, one can come uh, meditate in a more focused manner, such as coming to practice for three days, five days, or seven days to come meditate. Or one can also ordain as a novice or a uh, full monastic. And uh, practicing in this way, if one sees the Dhamma, then one sees the Buddha. They're not two different things. Whether one is a lay person or a monk, uh, the seeing of the Dhamma, seeing of the Buddha, it's the same. The difference, or one of the main differences is the time available for mental cultivation. For lay people, they will have less available time to practice. So as a lay person, one can be determined to practice often. And this uh, seeing of the Dhamma, it's not something beyond the capability of lay people. One practices uh, consistently, and then practicing in this way one day, one sees uh, materiality and mentality, sees it arise and pass away, and sees that all form or all material things. It's just a convention. Seeing this, then one uh, is determined to an even greater degree to build goodness and merit. And one 
contacts all the various sense impressions from the six senses and one cultivates the mind to be empty, to not cling to these sense impressions, to make the mind cool. And this is the mind uh, that knows Nibbana. There was one uh, great monk uh, teacher in Thailand who, who wrote a Dhamma teaching that one cultivates the mind one cultivates the mind to be cool, to not be anything, and to not, um, and to not be, and to not not want to be anything. One thinks to be something or to not be something, and one just uh, keeps the mind cool. And thinking, thinking. Uh, good or bad and cling to one's thoughts this makes the the mind hot and agitated and one practices to cut off this heat to see the drawbacks in uh, negative painful karma and one practices virtue such as uh, right speech as a factor of the eightfold path and right livelihood and uh, this completeness of virtue when the this makes the virtue uh, well cultivated and we practice the mind to cut off any thoughts that are uh, painful or bad because these thoughts that are uh, negative negative or of a demeritorious nature they make the mind hot and agitated however thinking uh, in harmful ways is normal. This is something that's normal and we can't uh, cut off all the defilements all at once just because we wish to. So thinking uh, to harm or thinking in various bad ways or various good ways and so on, uh, one should have mindfulness to control and look after the mind and to control the mind not to go to, not to, go to a bad place one must be careful in this way, be careful of, uh, of thoughts of a demeritorious nature. And thoughts of a meritorious nature, such as uh, various thoughts of goodness, thoughts of sacrificing and giving, thoughts of loving kindness, <coughs> compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity, these thoughts make the mind feel at ease and feel good. And one can then have virtue taking care of the heart. And this is something that doesn't have to be difficult. So being born already, we have a very good chance in this life. Um, in our lives so far, this has been a, a very good chance. And these lives of ours are getting shorter all the time, are constantly shortening. And even the total span of one's life is something that's not that long. We can compare it to something uh, put out in the sun that dries out in the sun is gradually uh, being dried out. One can think in the past, the past 20 years of one's life, uh, where is that all gone? It's, uh, we can see it's gone by very fast. So another 30 years, uh, the next 30 years of our life will go by quickly. 
and we can contemplate that the amount of life that we have left, it's not a lot. So cultivate the mind to be cool, cultivate the heart to not be anything, to have no, no me, no mine, no you, no yours. And practice the mind to have uh, not the knowledge of wisdom and recollect the goal of one's heart is to realize Nibbana. In realizing Nibbana, this can cut off the first three fetters. And the first three fetters that are cut off upon seeing Nibbana are the fetters of uh, personality view, attachment to rites and rituals and skeptical doubt. And this is something that we can destroy in this very life. And if one is, uh, does not destroy them in this life or one is not able to, then one can uh, at least be close to the Dhamma and still practice and become a beautiful person, a Kalyana Chon. So whether it's whatever sense it is, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, the body, or the mind, uh, when they contact their various objects, then the kilesas, uh, the defilements of greed, aversion, and delusion arise. So given this, one must practice patient endurance. Practice the mind to gather in samadhi. This is something that's able to control the mind to not uh, follow after these various sense impressions. And um, in this way, samadhi can can assist us in cutting off any unwholesome karma and to only do uh, good karmas and to make the mind pure, which is the teaching of the Buddha to cut off the bad, cultivate the good and make the mind pure. And this purity is attained through vipassana, through clear seeing. And we see that all the objects of this world they're all anicca, ever-changing. They're all uncertain. We can see that uh, we have a sickness arise in the present day, and we can think, well, 10 years ago, we didn't know that this sickness would arise. Uh, we didn't know that we would get sick at this time. And then we can recollect that the Buddha did teach that we will, that we will all get sick. This is something that's normal. This is, this is merely the arising of Dhamma. And this Dhamma arising in the heart uh, makes the heart not sick. So the body, the body is sick, the body has an illness, but the heart knows that this is just nature uh, playing, playing out. It's just nature taking its course. So the body is sick, but the mind is not sick. Any time that the heart clings to anything, this is the time that dukkha, that suffering arises. So seeing the truth of materiality and mentality, one destroys the first three fetters. And this is seeing Dhamma in the heart. So this birth of the Buddha, the arising of a self-awakened Buddha is something that's very difficult to, to have happen and 
to have the the noble sangha, the, the great enlightened practitioners uh, who follow and know the teachings of the Buddha. This is also something that's very difficult to have arise. And being born as a human is another, again, another thing that's also very difficult to have happen. So reflecting in this way, one sees that the opportunity that we have here, this is a very precious opportunity. This is a very good opportunity we have in this lifetime to practice generosity, virtue, and mental cultivation. So by the power of the Triple Gem, may you be firm in goodness. May you have good health. May you all see the light of Dhamma. May you grow in blessings.